Hey losers, I'm your host Soraya Barker, a woman who lives a secret double life as a witch, and this is my co-host Elizabeth Wintle, my living voodoo doll. And this month, we are adulting for realsies. Or at least we tried. <laughs> we did try. I mean, we're 19 and 20. I am old and mature. I have a lot of wisdom. I still can't adult for shit, but like... It's okay. We're like kids in adults' bodies. I think the majority of Americans are. We're at that awkward stage in life, right? Where you just kind of... It's like walking a line in a circus. Yeah. Balancing act. Have you seen the movie Walk the Line? No. That's exactly what being an adult (laughs) is. I have not. That's exactly what I thought. So I I guess we should just get into it. So... So... Get get in, loser. loser! Like we said, I picked the topic for this month, and I decided to call it adulting for realsies, because I am an adult, and I want to do it for realsies, or I'm just an effing child, and I think it's super fun. (laughs) So how did it go for you, dear? Well, I would consider myself pretty good at adulting. You know, I've been an adult for a year and a half. Hey. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Come on. Come on. I mean, yeah. I'm an authority. I still live in my parents' house. (laughs) Where I am living alone with seven roommates and two dogs and two cats. So it is a jungle out there. Well, I told Zach to come up with a challenge that would get me out of my comfort zone, but that wouldn't be too expensive, you know? Oh, so you pawned your work off to Zach? Yes, I did. I was like, I'm not deciding this. I need a challenge. Come up with something you know would be hard for me. Oh, my gosh. Use your resources. You outsourced? I outsourced. You outsourced to Zach. (laughs) I did. I'm not judging out loud. It's okay. Which I shouldn't have, and I will tell you why. You can't trust men. What did he do to you? (laughs) Well, let's get into that. So he brainstormed. For long hours or so, he said, long into the night, when he suddenly awoke from a cold, sweat, slumber. (laughs) This is like his words. Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. You know, drama queen. So he challenged me to make a casserole. Easy. Oh, no. Easy. Not a casserole. Not a casserole. (laughs) You're blonde and white. What do you... You know how to I'm make a, a casserole. Woman. I'm a wo- you're a woman from Utah. You're a, a white suburban woman. You know how to make a damn casserole, Elizabeth. It's in your blood. Uh, yeah, it's in my blood. That's I, not a challenge. I learned oh, how to when I was five. Anyways, how did casser- <laughs> casseroling is what you did? You did some casseroling. So, so the challenge it was simple. I had to make a casserole, but I couldn't know any of the quantities of the ingredients, nor could I receive any outside help. So I was kind of limited. Like, I couldn't know the cooking time, uh, the oven temperature, how much of what ingredient went into what. You had to rely on your roots. I had to rely on my instincts. You had to my... contact your ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I couldn't. No outside help. So I just had to rely on my gather instinct <laughs> to gather the ingredients. My womanly instinct. <laughs> this is fantastic. I, the thing is, I can't cook for crap. 
every single time I try and make anything, Tanner just goes, I need you to sit down. <laughs> I need you to I, take a deep breath. No, because I just panic. I just go like, oh my gosh, is the chicken done? And I'm just like stirring things oh, furiously. No. There's usually a lot of smoke and Tanner's like, my dear. Let's order pizza. I love you so much. Sit down while I finish it. Aww. But then he also can't cook for shit. So it's. At least he tries. That's sweet. awesome. Love <laughs> Well, the thing was, I kind of got mad at Zach. I was like, what on earth does this have to do with adulting? Like, cooking, I get that it's part of adulting, but it seems just, like, I don't know, generic. Like, this is too easy. Zach knew I was a good cook, but it wasn't something I went out of my way to do unless I was bored. Insert HelloFresh ad here. (laughs) (laughs) Unless I was bored. Thank you to our definitely not sponsor. Definitely not HelloFresh. Hello when you don't feel like cooking, but you want a home-cooked meal, HelloFresh. And B, adults generally have to make things up as they go, so this would be a great way to exercise that skill. You know, just make shit up. Just We've got this. Everything's going to be fine. If something tells me you did not have this. What do you mean? Make shit up. We're fine. We can totally do it. It's okay, brah. No, I'm not a carefree girl. I am very high maintenance, and I like to have a plan. I like to be prepared. Sorry knows this. She's the same way. I'm just, like, staring at me like, are you making fun of me right now? No, yes. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm the queen of planning. I'm literally the She's project a secretary. manager for this damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a secretary. It happened since I turned 16. <laughs> <laughs> so, my goal, I was going to make a darn good casserole. I didn't necessarily care if it tasted good, but I just, I still wanted to make it good, to, like, prove that I can cook, and I know how, that it's in my instinct. And the recipe he gave me was a tuna casserole recipe, so we were already off to a rough start. You just went straight for the jugular with that one. He did. Well, I don't know why, but I was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. The list wasn't too long, but it was difficult to understand how much of each ingredient I needed. I'm a broke college kid, so I didn't want to spend more money than I had to, and so I was trying to think on the lower side, like very minimalist, like, oh, we probably only need like a half cup of this milk and maybe one can of tuna. How'd that turn out for you? Oh, I'll tell you. (laughs) And I brought Zach along to help. I thought he was going to be very helpful, but he's the exact... That was the mistake number one. (laughs) He was acting like a toddler the whole time, just constantly talking to me. And I'm like, I'm trying to focus on the ingredients. He was trying to simulate the situation of you're a busy mom, Mm -hmm. you lost your recipe, and now you have a toddler that you're trying not to murder. Yes. And, like, hold all the patience in for when I get home, then I can yell. But keep it together at the grocery store. That, <laughs> or at least until we get to the car. That was, like, the challenge. That was part of the challenge. That was the challenge. Obstacle number one. Just you trying to be patient as Zach's just bothering you. To just being Zach. It's great. He would, like, poke me on the shoulder. Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Like, he was... Full out, going into toddler mode. Wait, like, is it, was this like a planned thing? I have no idea. I was <laughs> thinking it was. Like, he was more annoying than he ever has been in his whole life. So I'm thinking he was he was trying to get on my nerves. Oh, oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and then to make it worse, when we finally got out of the store, it was pouring rain. Just a downpour. And I didn't want all my groceries to get wet. So I'm, like, running to the car, and all I wanted to do was sit by a fire, snuggle with my new fuzzy blanket, and watch a movie. You wanted to snuggle with your erotic novel 
and just get all cuddled up like every other mom does. Like every other mom does, her smut book. However, my need to make content for the podcast outweighed my want to relax, so I kept going because I had to adult. I had to be the mom of my house and get my shit together. I started to put everything together in a bowl, started stirring it, and to be honest, it looked like a vomit. I went ingredient by ingredient, like, okay, a cup of milk, that looks right. A cup of peas, that looks right. Some capers, okay. Did you, you know? Were you able to look up, like, at all before this? No. Like, what, you have, did you have any idea what went into a tuna casserole? No, no idea. I've never made a tuna casserole, so this was very new to me. I've cooked before, never made a casserole. So, like, making a casserole was also new to me. So, I just, I improv making a casserole, which you're not supposed to do. You're not? I thought that was the whole point of casseroles is to throw all of your <laughs> leftovers in there. I mean, that's more soup, I would say. Oh, I forget. The recipe is rely on the whiteness running through your face. Yes, <laughs> that's... Yeah. It is instinct. Mm, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, I was... We'll, we'll get there. Just, we're almost there to, like, where it comes out of the oven. Right now, it's just, like, vomit stew. So I pour this vomit stew Delicious. into this pan... And turn on the oven to what I think it would be cooked at, like 350. And <laughs> it looked so bad. I'm like, I'm not eating this for dinner. I'll try it, but I need something like else for dinner. So I begged Zach to drive me to McDonald's. <laughs> okay, but like the best part of that, about this for me is that everything you're saying, like add a cup of milk, we'll throw some of this in there, put it on 350. I'll, <clears throat> and to me, I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. That, t- that sounds like it totally works for me. I have no idea what would be wrong with that. Well, it, like, it looked edible, but it also just smelled really bad, and I think it was the tuna, and then just the way it kind of looked. Like, it looked edible, but it also looked like vomit poured over noodles. You're telling me you make, made a tuna casserole and was shocked it smelled bad? Yes. You know, I don't eat tuna a lot, so <laughs> this is where we are. <laughs> so we so we head out to McDonald's. I knew we weren't getting a good dinner that night. We were trading gross homemade meal for shitty but slightly more edible McDonald's. And remember that rain I mentioned earlier? Well, as soon as we opened that door, it was snowing. There was an inch of snow on the road, on the cars, on the sidewalk. It looked like a winter wonderland. And so I'm like, great, now we get to drive in that. It was a mid-January miracle. And the roads were, like, so bad, so slushy. And so we started driving, and we kept sliding, and it was terrifying. Now that's being an adult, sliding on the snow in your car. Yes, and you're just, like, crossing your fingers. We were trying to get home before the casserole needed Ah, to be taken out of, yeah, the oven. It was in the oven, and we (gasps) left. No. And I set a timer for 20 minutes, and, like, we have to be back before then. And there was a McDonald's five minutes away, so I'm like, we should have time. But we get to the McDonald's somehow without dying. Then we're sitting at the like drive through box where you're supposed to order, and we kept saying hello, hello, because no one was answering. Seven minutes later, seven minutes of just waiting there, they finally answer. And they take our order, and then we're like slowly going through the line. We're waiting a long time. They're just taking a really long time which is, I wouldn't call that fast food. I'm very disappointed in my experience. <laughs> zero out of ten. Zero, zero out of ten. 
Um, I expect high class service I, from McDonald's. I expect to be treated like luxury. And when I go get my six dollar nuggets, <laughs> I, there's a certain level I expect. So I check the timer. By the time we're like done with McDonald's, and it says thirty seconds. <laughs> Tell we're supposed no. to be on 30 seconds, and I'm like, oh, no. So I tell Zach to drive fast, but not recklessly. And so we're going, and we're, I'm like, okay, it's okay. Maybe I set the oven temperature lower than it needed to be, so it's not going to start a fire. Worst case, I could call one of my roommates to help me, because the last thing I want is to set my whole house on fire and lose my security deposit and all of that. That's not, the thing that you're worried that's about. That's the thing it's I'm worried about. Deposit. Not my stuff, not the house, not the dogs, not the people inside. My security deposit. That's a very adult thing to worry about, That Elizabeth. is. Finances? Wow. <laughs> you really are an adult. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and we got there a little bit later than that, like maybe three or four minutes once the timer went off. So we were a little bit late, but luckily it didn't burn. And apparently it was because I set the oven temperature lower than what it called for in the recipe. So that was one miracle. That was good call on my part. My intuition knew. That was a beautiful mistake. A beautiful mistake. Happy accident. I was going to say the same thing. A happy accident. Um, And when we opened the door, the smell of tuna casserole was so bad. And my roommate, Brooke, started gagging when she came downstairs. Like, it was... So bad. That's what I was thinking about the whole oh, time. Yeah. Like, that it smelled like fish, the whole house. It was bad. So I take out the casserole, and instead of regular vomit, it looked like bubbling vomit. Aw, so... Yum, and it was time for a taste test. Yay. You're, it's like something that the uh, the Sanderson sisters pulls, pull out of their oven. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. it's alive. <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> this is our new friend. <laughs> um. So I tried it. it uh, I had to spit it out in the sink. I don't do that a lot with food. I just ran to the sink. It was bad. Just like the fishy, chunky, slimy, whatever I made. And a couple of my roommates tried it. And so I asked them to rate it on a scale from 1 to 10. And they gave it low scores, like 0, 3, 1. And then my roommate's boyfriend, Marlon, tried it. And he rated it a (laughs) 6. Another reason not to trust men. You shouldn't <laughs> trust him. Also, he's illegal, so... He's illegal? <laughs> yeah. I'm Anyways. so sorry. What does that mean? What do you mean he's an undocumented Oh, my gosh. <laughs> For some, my, my immediate thought goes to, oh, he smokes weed? <laughs> That's why he's We're, illegal? No. We no. lead very different lives, Elizabeth. We do. <laughs> what are you doing? Adulting and smoking weed. Adulting and that's what I, that was my activity. That brings me to what I did to be an adult. Oh, I, really? I smoked a blunt. Oh that, no, I <laughs> maybe in California. That's maybe in Cali- adults Just do. kidding. I did not smoke a blunt. Anyways, back to Marlon, the the guy who's here illegal. <laughs> We're gonna get. Canceled. Anyways, we are. But no, we love Marlon. Episode one. Canceled. Episode one. Um, so no one wanted to eat it. Even Marlon, who rated it a six, he's he only ate a bite. But Zach, Zach will eat anything. He's a goat. No. <laughs> <laughs> he ate a quarter of the pan. So thank you, Zach, for not wasting the casserole that we made. Get you a man. 
he will eat bubbling vomit for you. <laughs> He's that dedicated. And say, great job, honey. Yep. I love it. <laughs> he was really honest, though. He was like, yeah, this kind of sucks, but I'll eat it. So he's honest and dedicated. That's, I, like, the perfect combo. It, so in the end, the castle I made, it was edible. Not good. It was nasty, edible food. However, it wasn't entirely my fault. When we got... When I, Zach showed me the recipe... I was almost exact on all the measurements. There's no way. He just picked a terrible recipe. Terrible recipe. Was it from all recipes? I don't know where it was from. It was from, like, some college kid, like, this recipe thing. This is what happens thing. when you follow a recipe and you don't go with your white instincts. Yeah. With well, your white womanly instincts. He doesn't cook at all, so how would he know what a good recipe looks like. I mean, he chose tuna casserole over Zach, everything. He cho- Zach chose to ignore his white womanly instincts. He chose. <laughs> Isn't it just well known that you only use your relatives' casserole recipes that have been passed down for generations? Yeah. You never look up a casserole Not recipe online. online. No, those online recipes are for, like, cookies. You always and... just, like, pull out this old, dusty piece of paper, mm-hmm. and then that's just, like, covered with random chunks of whatever the hell is in mm-hmm. there. <laughs> and it's, like, smells weird, and yes. it's, like, called Grandma Patty's casserole, and you're, Grandma like, Grandma Patty's yeah. casserole, and you're, like, what does that say? And it's, like, sardines. You're, like, those don't, what? <laughs> sardines? Where do you get those? But then you but... trust it and yeah. it turns out great. Yes, exactly. That's the key to casseroles. That's that's what we were missing, a good quality recipe. Yeah, so recipes are there for a reason, especially if they're passed down. You should trust those. They're tried and true for a thing they're trying to make. So don't take the experience of those who came before us for granted. Don't ever do that like I did. I am ashamed my ancestors, my white ancestors. You... <laughs> Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your family. Dishonor on your cow. <laughs> You'll get them next time. If I yeah. ever need a cook in the zombie apocalypse, I'm coming to you, honey. Please, please come to me. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll be able to add other kinds of recipes, not just cooking, but the other things I want to do with my life, like this podcast. And in general, learning how to be an adult has been a really great experience for me. So I moved to college last year away from my family. I'm about an hour away from them. And, you know, it's been really hard at moments where it's like I miss them a lot or I have a challenge. And it's like you kind of have to make a family wherever you are with friends because you do need that support. Otherwise, adulting can feel really lonely, at least in my experience. That's kind of that's a real thing. So I live very differently from Elizabeth, obviously, as, have we, as we have established. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, I still live with my parents. I've never not lived with my parents. But um, this weird thing happened this year where both my older sister and my little brother moved, like, over two hours away. Now it's, like, just me. So it's really weird when, like, the people you've been with your whole life, they're just gone. Mm-hmm. And um, so we saw family game night every Tuesday where we slaughter each other at Call of Duty. And it's great. <laughs> I love that that's your family game <laughs> night. Call of Duty. We play a variety of games. Uh, Dead by Daylight is the one I'm the best at. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I kind of get it, but I also get it in a different way. Yeah. I well, mean, it's totally different, like, what you have done. And, mm-hmm. I mean, 
but it's it's weird when you have to make your own family or you your do. family's gone. Well, and I think along with, like, this is something you could relate to, is when you become an adult and as you grow up, you grow apart from people and the dynamics change or people move, even though you still care about them. And it just it just changes everything and it's just hard to adjust to and you almost have to like you don't have a ton of time to grieve about it because you have other responsibilities you're trying to juggle because you're an adult now because you're an adult and so you just kind of have to mourn it and then move forward with it and like I would say you know there's silly things that happen when you're an adult like you know you accidentally dye all your socks blue but then there's like serious things that happen where it's like oh you get in a breakup or you you know you wreck your car or something like big happens and you kind of have to learn how to deal with it yourself and how your own emotions work and it's very important to put like your mental health and well-being at the forefront because that way you can um, like it affects every area of your life. But the tough thing about it, about like putting your mental health first when you're an adult, is that, I mean, like I don't think anybody is ever truly alone. But you're on your own. There's not like taking a mental health day is always an option because mm-hmm. you've got bills to pay. Exactly. Um, or you have some essay due, or which is a very adult thing, right? Mm-hmm. But you yourself can't always be your priority, or even taking care of your mental health, even though you definitely should. And Mm -hmm. that's, it's just, I think the reality of life, especially when you hit adulthood, is Mm -hmm. that you have to live now. You have to live and just kind of move past it and almost like give yourself time to take care of yourself, but like still make it manageable for all your other responsibilities. And then also just as you're going throughout the day and if something happens, I found it really helpful to just like find out what's an unhelpful thought and then try and change it into a more helpful thought. And so then I'm not, you know, dragging myself down because at the end of the day, I definitely am my own worst enemy. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, that shit got real. (laughs) It did. And I think like at the end of the day, like adulting, so much fun. It's great. It's not all scary, but there's, you know, you really have to bravely... Just keep moving forward, keep progressing, and most importantly, it's up to us to craft a life of meaning and fulfillment. It's not just going to appear. Anyways, wow. yeah, that's I mean, that's my story. Started with wow. casserole, and, you know, it's more than just making a casserole. It's so adding to your life. I mean, I applaud you for taking on the challenge <laughs> of making a casserole. I, I have never done that, and I will never—I don't— I can't never say never, but oh my gosh! I if you make a casserole, follow a res- an old recipe. That's what I'm taking. Recommend. Taking advice from an adult. Yes, as like right now, I'm taking Elizabeth's advice <laughs> <laughs> about making a casserole. I think that's a good thing. Is to like as an adult, it doesn't mean you can't ask for help. Find mentors. Find older people. Maybe even people your own age that know something more than you do, and that's okay. That's like, a lot of people think once they're an adult, they have to know everything, and you don't. Well, that's an interesting point, because <laughs> I would say that leads me into my story. Ooh, I'm so excited. Tell me about your challenge. Like, as we were ta- brainstorming this idea for um, my first podcast, my full, first full main episode with um, all of you guys and Elizabeth, and I was talking about her, like, oh, yeah, adulting for realsies. Like, just let's do something an adult would do. And... 
I realized I have no idea what an adult would do or what it means to be an adult. I mean, I mean, like, of course, I have some idea. I, I guess like you pay you pay taxes. You can smoke. I could enlist <laughs> in the military. You can eat anything you want. Stay up late. Like yeah, exactly. I could watch cartoons all day, mm-hmm. and I I don't have a bedtime. <laughs> I mean, I've set my own bedtime now, and it's nine p.m. <laughs> that's, hey, that's so responsible. I'd say mine's more like one a.m. So I'm like good for you. Like I feel to me, I feel like adulting is getting home at nine p.m. and being tired. So, yeah, I get what it means to be able to vote at 18. I get what it means to be an adult, to be legally responsible for all of your actions. But it seems like everyone's parents do things differently. All of the adults around me do things differently. And it's just weird because, again, I've never lived on my own before. Mm -hmm. And that's just the stage of life I'm at. And, I mean, that's, that's by choice. But how do you be an adult? When do you become an adult? Like, when do you feel like it? Yeah. When do you feel like, okay, I'm um, adulting now. Like, this yeah. is my life. So I'm, like, yeah. trying to think of, like, an adult thing to do. So I asked my close relatives. I asked my friends. I asked what it means to them to be an adult. And I I first approached um, my gal pals, you know, <laughs> the ladies, as any sensible woman would do. Yes, they're, they're girls' night gals. The girls' night gals. Some of them are in their 20s. Two of them are pregnant with their oh, first wow. babies. And two of them own houses. And... When I ask them, like, so what does it mean to be an adult? What do you do to be an adult? And they're like, I guess I am an adult, but I'm also not an adult. Well, and you might see them as adults, but that doesn't mean they see themselves as an adult. Like, you know, growing up, you were like, oh, yeah, once you're 18, those people are adults. That's so weird. Like, your older cousins, you're like, oh, they're adults. They sit at the adult table, you know? No, yeah, they're like, they're so big and mature. So big. They're in college. What? Yeah. They're in college. It's Mm -hmm. time. (laughs) So I realized that, like, well, frick, if none of these people are adults, then I got to go get an adult. So who do I ask these questions to? Mm -hmm. The questions about adulting. So I thought of the most adult person I know. She's been an adult for, like, a thousand years. (laughs) I asked my love that you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I asked my grandma. (laughs) Um, She always tells me she's going to commit me suicide every time I call her old. So I'm sorry, Grandma. (laughs) Wow. It's one of my favorite things. Instead of saying, I'm going to kill you, she says, I'm going to commit you suicide. Wow. She's (laughs) going for how to get away with murder, like forges a suicide. This woman. So she's she's like five feet tall. (laughs) She is super duper tiny, and she couldn't reach a cup in her own cabinet. So I go to grab it for her. And I go, oh, do you want the kitty cup? And she's like, do you want to be dead? And uh, so, so that's where you get your sassiness from. Yeah. I yeah, see that's, it. I see now. That's my ancestry, <laughs> calling upon my ancestors. <laughs> so I asked her, what does it mean to be an adult? And she said, first off, being an adult has nothing to do with age, which made me feel so dumb. Because, like, I know that, but also it's it's this old woman, this ancient, ancient woman. I'm sorry, she's just listening to this, so I want to make fun of her. is going to be dead after this episode. If you see a news article about a grandmother murdering her granddaughter, that's me. That's me. (laughs) That's right. Um, But she went on to talk about all of these things that means you're an adult, what adults do. But she didn't say things like doing taxes or paying mortgage or drinking. Mm-hmm. She said um, she said that being an adult is doing hard things for yourself, for the betterment of yourself. 
It's taking care of yourself and being able to take care of other people. It's all of these really simple yet really hard things. So my grandma, she is, I think, 15 years younger than her next closest sibling. Mm. Um, she was a surprise. Uh, fun. <laughs> but um, she had a sister who was about 20 years older than her. And when my grandma was about 30, she got a call from her mom saying that her sister was not really mentally there at the mm. moment and that she was not having a good time and her mom needed her help. So she went and drove down to their childhood home where they were living and she saw her sister standing in front of there, just staring at their house. And my grandma walked up to her and said, hey, do you know who I am? And she just said, no. And she, uh, she asked her, do you know who lives in this house? And she said, no. And then my grandma said, it was in that moment, she was a 30-year-old woman with two kids, married wow. with two kids at this point. Um, my grandma was, yeah. her sister was about 50. But, um, and she said, in that moment, I realized I had to be the adult here. Even though she was way younger. Even though she was younger, but even though she was, even though she was already an adult, she right. says she had to think, all right, I'm the one that's with it right now. I'm mm-hmm. the one that can take care of this. So she turned to her sister and said, well, let's go inside and meet the people who live there. Aww. And walked her into the house. And that just got me thinking and it got us talking about all of these small things that means you're an adult and I, I love you so much Grandma, but you're old as dirt um, so I decided to go to someone a little closer to my age my sister Vivian she just turned um, 22 and she moved away to go get her degree in elementary school education wow. she this woman's a saint <laughs> like dude I could never that's amazing when I asked her um Well, right now she's currently uh, teaching at an elementary school and working with uh, students at a daycare to kind of prepare her for that. A lot of patience. But when I I asked her when she felt like an adult or something that made her feel like an adult, she said it was when she was in her classroom. Like she couldn't really include a lot of specifics because of confidentiality, of course, and Mm -hmm. um, that kind of stuff. But she said... She walked into a classroom and she started talking with these kids and started, like, you know, taking care of them, as is her job. She walked into this daycare classroom and she realized, oh, I'm the adult here. And I'm just like, yeah, no shit. Like, what do you mean? And she said, well, it's more than just I'm the oldest. It's the I'm the responsible one. Yeah. I'm the one that's supposed to take care of these kids because they can't take care of themselves. No, they're like a foot shorter and don't have a brain quite yet. Exactly. <laughs> these guys are still eating crayons. And imagine, yeah. like, well, I guess she really said that taking care of others is one of the hallmarks of being an adult, is the ability to look at somebody else who def- who needs help, whether it be a kid, whether it be an adult, whether it be the person next to you in class who's having a hard time being able to be the one to step up and take care of another person and being able to do that. So she had a similar thing to your grandma. Yeah. And I was like, hey, wait, grandma said that too. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I talked to a couple more of my cousins who I love them. They're my best friends. Mm-hmm. And my other cousin, Maddie, said that she felt most like an adult when she was taking care of her cat. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mr. Riggins. Aww. <laughs> She felt like an adult when she was buying him food and oh. when she was um, taking him to the vet and just being a cat mom. That's what made her feel like an adult. So, again, we're seeing this theme of 
taking care of something else, being responsible for something else. And I'm like, oh, okay, that that also makes sense. I also asked another friend of mine who she said she's watching her parents taking care of their parents as they're getting older. Mm -hmm. And that, she said, made her, I guess, feel like an adult, not because she's older, but because she's realizing that one day she's going to have to do that. With her parents. With her parents. The roles will reverse. Exactly. So it seems like, wow, adulting is really simple. Like just being able to take care of others. I don't have to pay taxes. I don't have to have kids to be an adult. And it doesn't, it's, that's not what being an adult is about. Mm -mm. And I know this, right? Mm -hmm. It's one of those things, but it's not, it's not one of those conscious thoughts. Well, and I guess beyond that, you have like, you have to take care of your car, you have to take care of your house, you have to take care of yourself and feed yourself good food and exercise. And so it goes like deeper Mm -hmm. than that too. No, absolutely. And I talked to uh, my cousin who's expecting her first baby, and she's been married for a couple years now, and she owns a house. I mean, she and her husband built their own house. Like, when I asked her what it means to be adult, she's like, well, I don't really feel like I'm an adult. (laughs) And she's, my favorite thing is that she said, I still wear Christmas pajamas to bed. I wear onesies. If that's adulthood, I'll take it. (laughs) And um, everyone had this amazing input, but I really think that my grandma said it best. Oh, there was, actually, I forgot. I skipped over like a whole section, but um, you said something that a lot of other people said too, that being an adult means being humble enough to ask for help Mm -hmm. when you need it. And being able to take people's advice, but also ultimately do your own thing, but also realizing that there's people out there who know more things about some things than you do, just like you probably know some things, whatever, just like you know a lot of things, right? Like you were telling me about voice projection (laughs) and singing things. I will say, I definitely know a lot more about voice projection than Elizabeth. Definitely. (laughs) No, but it was fascinating. When I was asking my cousin Sylvia about this, my other cousin, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of cousins, you guys, but um, I was sitting on the floor as she was decorating her nursery for her first baby, too, who's due in April. And she said that being an adult is not being afraid to ask for help because, like, of course, it's about taking responsibility, taking care of yourself. And just that's what being an adult is. But being an adult also means it's also acknowledging that you don't know everything and that you're going to need help and that you still need to grow. And she said that she still calls her mom to help to teach her how to cook, t- mm-hmm. <laughs> to get the casserole recipe. Yes, the, get, that's not tuna casserole. Get the not tuna casserole <laughs> get the recipe, not because tuna holy casserole. shit, Elizabeth, that was a terrible idea. This was Zach's idea. Oh, you can't blame me. You can't blame me. <laughs> but here is what my grandma said about being an adult. Becoming an adult isn't a linear journey, and it's not a place where you you just get there and you never go back. Yeah. It's it's a back and forth. It's a balancing act. It's some days you're going to be an adult and then some days you're going to be a kid. Like you could be 40 years old and you're in a spot where you're like, I can't take care of myself anymore. So you have to go run to your boyfriend Mm -hmm. because you just need help. Mm -hmm. And um, so really being an adult, it's about learning and changing and bettering yourself when no one asks you to and always asking questions, even if they are stupid. And you just never stop asking questions. So my cousin Maddie, who's my age, who still also lives with her parents, she said that 
there's this invisible border that you cross between adulthood and childhood. When you're a kid, you think that you'll just cross that border once and bam, you're an adult, but really you spend a lot of your time hanging out on the border and hopping back and forth, trying to figure out what both of those things mean. With growing up, like I noticed Christmas time is a very weird time for me because it does feel kind of like a balancing act because I go from living at my own house in the city, you know, an hour away from the home I grew up in, then going back there and living there with my whole family. And it's weird because I kind of feel like a kid again, but at the same time, I still feel all of those responsibilities and pressures on me. And so it almost doesn't feel like Christmas and like I don't have as much giddy. It's, I don't know. What's your experience with that? I have, I have not experienced that because I mean, like I still live up. In case you haven't gotten it this time, I still live at home. <laughs> She's a basement in case that dweller. Wasn't, in case that wasn't clear. Hey, I actually live upstairs in my house. Upstairs dweller. My parents finally let me live upstairs. But um, <laughs> for me, Christmas is weird for me too, but for a different reason because I f- actually feel like an adult. Mm. Because I have to, I'm going back and forth between Tanner, my boyfriend, his family's functions, whom I love his family. They're wonderful and going to my things and having to decide between going to my family stuff and having to decide between which one we're going to go to, how much time we're going to spend here, and realizing that, like, I don't know, like, we always go to my uncle's house on Christmas Eve when we spend all of Christmas Eve there. And ever since me and, I mean, for years, the years that me and Tanner have been together, we've just, I've always gone, like, an hour and a half late, which is so weird for me. And that makes me feel like an adult. Mm -hmm. The holidays are weird for me, too, but it's because I feel like an adult. Mm. But um, I did find that quote. Change in your, there's change in your life from the day you're born. It's just constant change. You're growing, you're experiencing. Everybody does it differently. Everybody has different experiences. But it's constant change, like you're going up and down like a yo-yo. I may be an adult in one situation and a teenager in another situation. And there are times when I was a teenager when I had to be an adult. So it just depends on the situation and the circumstance. And you have to balance. You have to find the balance. Up and down, trying to find up when you're down and down when you're up and all of those things. You've got to learn balance. Happy balancing is a constant. It's a constant in life. Your whole life is a balancing act. And it has to help you because you have to help someone else. But, of course, that's just what the 72-year-old lady has to say. (laughs) No, that was such a good quote. I say trust grandmas. Oh, totally. She sounds amazing. Like you mentioned when it comes to making casseroles, (sighs) life is a lot like making casseroles. Always just listen to older women because they will always tell you the right way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, grandmas, they just have... It's this different type of wisdom, right? It's nice. It is nice. So... I'm, I think this officially makes me an adult. Um, I am happy to announce that I have joined the Marines, and I will be doing the podcast from there. From overseas. I'm from going overseas. to video call her from Japan I where have, she's translating. I have already bejeweled my uniform, and I am ready. <laughs> you, you put sequins on it? I put sequins on it, and it looks great. So you look all glam, ready to go I'm just Call of Duty, but in real life? Oh, totally. I mean, I'm just kidding, you guys. I could I could never be in the military. Um, olive green is not my color. Right? That's or, the only reason. Say, camo green is not my color. I look best in jewel tones. It would just, it could never work. <laughs> it would clash. It would clash. That's I'm, the only reason. I'm a true fall. 
and camo green is for springs. So it's just, it it would never work. It would never work. So don't worry, you guys. I'm here to stay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guess what? So next month is February, the romance month. This, I mean, this doesn't really have to go with adulting, but I think romantic relationships are part of adulting. Yeah. So we both have significant others, and next month... As of now. As of now. This could change. Yes. I um, mean, you've been with Zach for a while, I've been with Tanner for a while. So hopefully it doesn't change. I mean, we'll <laughs> I, see. I mean, Time will tell. I have a whole story for next episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, So our topic for next month is going to be going on a dream date, something that we've never done, but we've always dreamed of doing with our significant other. So that's our topic. And also, there is something else we are going to do in the state that I will be telling Soraya about, but Zach and Tanner cannot know what this is. So we will not be saying it on air, but you guys will see during the next episode. Are you excited? I... (laughs) I'm at a loss for words here because this is, this will be a new thing for me. We'll say, we'll say that. Well, we both have dates to go plan and (laughs) dreams to fulfill. So it's time to get get out, out, loser. loser.